Some who have accepted evolution have not turned to outright atheism. Correct. They understand that would be the very first foundational falsehood of creationism. The mainstream position is that science reveals what we can prove to be true, whereas if you want to believe in God and heaven and all that, you're going to have to do it on faith, because there is no evident or logical reason to believe in those things. But as irrational as that already is, it would be a descent into madness to deny science at the same time in order to preserve a mystical delusion. But... Influenced by evolutionary thinking, modern theologians, religionists, and ministers have not honestly explored the subject of God in light of the plain facts from history and scripture. Speak for yourself and stop assuming that everyone who has actually studied this and therefore knows more than you isn't being honest, because you're not being honest with yourself or anyone else. The first of the plain facts that you have not honestly explored is the difference between history and scripture. They are not the same thing and do not align anywhere. Theologians who have honestly explored the facts of God have already realized this, and you have not because you did not explore it as others have. These have professed Christianity, meaning they want to appear to be followers of the God of creation, but these men have not been willing to face the facts about their God. They have not been willing to come to full understanding of the true God, the living God. Again, speak for yourself. No believer has full or indeed any understanding of the gods they believe in, and when you pretend to, you're lying. Christians are not the only ones who believe in a God of creation, either. Jews and Muslims believe in the same God you do. And Zoroastrians and Yazidis believe in a prior concept which inspired your God. And the Hindu Brahmin believe in an earlier concept leading to a completely different God of creation. The fact that none of you are willing to face is that all of these are just evidently derived ideas of men and do not exist outside human imagination. Then, in succession, millions of their parishioners, also unwilling to explore the facts for themselves, follow these deceived men. Are you talking about your own followers now? Because throughout this series, I've given you lists of facts which you have refused to explore, and I've pointed out how you have revealed yourself to be both dishonest and deceived. They remain duped by dishonest, seductive arguments designed by the God of this world. Leaving aside that you've been duped by your own dishonest devices, you're now referring to Satan as the god of this world, revealing that your religion is actually polytheistic, that you believe in more than one magical, anthropomorphic, immortal. In their vanity, recall Romans 1.22, they foolishly reject vital knowledge. The result? So many have unnecessarily become darkened, blinded to plain understanding of God. You're projecting again. You are the one who is blind because you've kept yourself in the dark. Such is the inherently auto-deceptive nature of faith. That's why you have foolishly rejected and refused to explore any of the information, either in science or theology, that we've gone over in this series. And instead, you pretend to know what you obviously do not really know, and that no one even can know. Yours is a world of make-believe and pure imagination. This is why any belief that requires faith should be rejected for that reason, because false knowledge is more dangerous than ignorance, because it blinds true understanding. Ask, why is there such widespread confusion and division, such disagreement about God? Why is the subject of God not clear, plain to the common man? 
because the Bible, like all other supposedly sacred scriptures composed and compiled by men, was written painfully badly, with no actual authority because they're all obviously products of irrational assertion, conceived and contrived and variously divided according to whim, where every new believer has a heretical interpretation which he believes to be revelation, imagining that the various scriptures say things they don't really say and ignoring what they really do say. This is inevitable because they're all just man-made mythology, and there is no way to show that any of these doctrines is any more accurate than another or that there is any truth to any of them at all. The Bible declares God is not the author of confusion. God never wants his servants confused. Except for when God lies to his people or distorts their language so as to confuse them. These are the types of inconsistent, contradictory absurdities that show that this is not God's word. Man is the author of this confusion. Why then have so many been willing to accept without question this confusion about God? That's what faith is, an irrational belief without question, reservation, or reason in what is professed by those who speak without knowledge about things without parallel. It would be better to abandon faith, to instead apply critical analysis to everything and hold fast only to that which is true. But that is not your philosophy. You'd rather make up things that aren't true and then pretend that they're real. So many say, God just doesn't seem real to me. That opinion is shared by a significant portion of the world already and is the fastest growing demographic in the age of information. That's part of the reason why religion is in decline in every state across the country but they seem willing to let him remain this way. Why wouldn't they? Why would you want to believe something that isn't evidently even probably true and doesn't even seem real? If clueless, credulous cretins are trying to feed you a steaming pile of obvious lies, why would you want to pretend otherwise? Not only do the masses stand in ignorance of life's most important knowledge, including the identity of the true God and correct understanding of the many truths he teaches, most do not appear to care. Billions seem not to want to know, to want to solve the mysteries of God and his word. It's not God's word. It's the fables of clueless cretins, just like you. You're the one ignoring important knowledge. No one knows anything about your God, not even if it exists, and they still wouldn't understand it even if it did. So stop projecting and stop pretending to know things you obviously do not know. Strangely, they seem willing to read a mystery book knowing in advance the mystery will not be solved. Mysteries are typically solved at the end of the book, but the more you read the Bible, the worse it gets. And the more you study its origins and comparative religion, the harder it is to believe. The more you study humanity, history, culture, science, especially archaeology and anthropology, the more obvious it is that man created gods in his own image. There, I solved your mystery. The single most important knowledge in the universe would be that of the true God. What could be more important than which God one worships? Literally anything is more important than whatever name you've given to your magic imaginary friend. Well, no. I guess it's more important to know whichever delusion you've bought into rather than your zodiological sign, but it's way down there on the list of priorities. Billions have asked, who and what is God? This central question has confounded man for millennia. He has still not found the answer. I just told you. It's an imaginary friend, a creature of the id, a figment of your imagination, made up to explain things you don't understand so that you'll stop looking for the real answers. 
It's a means of manipulation of the masses with the stick and the carrot of false promises and empty threats. It's also so that you can pretend that you won't really die or that you have powerful connections at the top who can even reorder reality if that's what you need to believe. A psychological crutch. That's what your God is. With the explosion of new and different brands of Christianity, confusion about God is not lessened in the modern age, and the so-called great religions of the world have only made it worse. Yet, correctly identifying the true God is the biggest issue towering over everything in life. It is at the core of all that is truth. You have no idea what truth is, but you fear it and you stay as far away from it as you can. Truth is whatever we can show to be true, and nothing you believe falls into that category. There is no truth to your belief or any other brand of Christianity, nor to any other religion either, because they're all just made up. That's why there are as many different beliefs as there are believers using their imaginations. However, Whenever people walk away from faith altogether and begin to use reason instead, then they all hone in on the same one and only actual truth, and that would be the one that is supported by science. For those who believe God authored the Bible, Christians, the question comes into sharper focus. Who and what is the God of the Bible? Oh, I know. He's the most unpleasant character in all fiction. He's jealous and proud of it. He is a petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak, a vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser, a misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, philicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. Consider this question. Which would be better? Having correct understanding of every doctrine in the Bible, but having neither true knowledge of nor contact with the God who inspired it? Or having no knowledge of Bible truth except the nature and identity of the true God and contact with Him. Obviously, if that were the only choice, I would choose the latter, where it seems you chose the former. Of course, there is another option, too, one too often discovered by those earnestly seeking to know the true nature of God. Sometimes they learn it and become atheists. Consider further. The Bible is filled with scores of truths. The gospel, salvation, baptism, the law, the role of Christ, God's master plan, the purpose of the family, scores of prophetic truths, and many more. All of those are lies, things asserted to be true that are not true. There is not one truth to be found in the Bible because there is nothing there that can be shown to be true. Every moral mentioned is always contradicted. Every prophecy is either contrived or failed. And every testable claim has been disproved. Honestly, the best you could say about it is that there are a number of assertions of absolute idiocy that haven't been supported by anything, haven't been disproved yet, even though they're obviously impossible. Think. If one knew and were worshiping the true God, he would automatically be led into all the right knowledge offered by that God, revealed only to those who have a relationship with him. Then you yourself should be proof enough that you're not worshiping a true God. The true God would not leave one in ignorance about how he was to be worshipped. Any God worthy of worship would not want to be worshipped. Knowledge of all truths in his word flows from contact with the right God. Possessing all knowledge would be utterly useless if one were worshiping the wrong God. You're only saying that because you don't possess any knowledge.
so you don't know any better, and you've gotten this completely backward. Every reasoned discovery to improve the human condition around the world has come from people who believe differently than you. So an accurate understanding still has value no matter which phantasm you choose to prostrate yourself to. And honestly, you'd be better off not worshipping anything, since nothing good ever comes from that, and in fact, that practice always leads in the wrong direction. God must reveal himself to any who come to know him. After God reveals himself to you, does he also want you to invite him to come inside you? Otherwise, what you're describing happens with whatever entity you want to imagine. If you convince yourself that someone's always listening whenever you're talking to yourself, then that invisible being could just as easily be other gods or ghosts of your ancestors or extraterrestrial aliens in the Illuminati trying to read your mind. Because that's where they all are, in your mind. It's all in your imagination. He must distinguish himself from all other supposed deities. Just like every other god does too. Set aside all personal bias and see if God is revealing himself to you. Let's ask, what is the ultimate difference between the God of the Bible and every other God? Yours is Jewish. So I guess your God is circumcised because he couldn't even make a wiener the way he wanted. So he tells his people to correct his mistake and cut up their son's most sensitive organ without anesthetic, despite unnecessary risks, and for no good reason. That's the difference. How does he differentiate himself from all others? The same way all the other gods do. He brags a lot. Haven't you noticed that the way all the gods sing their own praises, they sound like the MCs of hip-hop? Throughout Scripture, God describes himself as the living God, the eternal, I am that I am, the name in Exodus he told Moses to use before Pharaoh. This God separates himself from all others by saying he is alive, living, meaning all other gods are non-existent or, in a sense, dead. Put another way, the true God states, I am, meaning other gods are not, period. Likewise, when God spoke to Guru Nanak, he said that the true path was not to be found in either of the world's two great religions, by which he meant Hinduism and Islam. God didn't consider Christianity to be worthy of mention when talking about the world's great religions. So Guru Nanak founded Sikh Dharma to follow God's path instead. Likewise, Lord Krishna said he was the source of all the gods, including the god of Christianity. And Ahura Mazda evidently really was the source of your god, since so much of Judeo-Christian mythos is based on Zoroastrianism. Ask yourself, having now proven God exists, are you worshipping the true God, the God who is alive, or something non-existent and dead, a God who is not? This question towers over all others before you. Before I can answer that question, I have to point out that you've been proven wrong on every allegation you've made throughout this series, and you have yet to provide evidence or reason of any kind to believe there even is a God at all, much less yours. But if your God did exist, I still wouldn't worship it. If it were the Bible God, it wouldn't deserve it. And if he did deserve it, he wouldn't want it. A God who is truly worthy of that level of admiration wouldn't even care if I believed in it. It certainly wouldn't require that I believe in it on faith. And if it was a just, righteous, or wise God, then he wouldn't want me to believe you either. <laughs>